listen, we've, um, we're going to start a new series today that I think is going to be vitally important for us as we move forward. The goal of this particular series is to make sure that we understand the kingdom mission of the church. You know, the church is a beautiful entity that God uses to bring about an understanding and an order in how his kingdom should operate. I do need us to understand something. The kingdom of God and the church are not exactly the same thing. The kingdom of God is this realm in which we live in. The church is the apparatus by which God uses to exercise his authority in the earth. So what we're going to do for this particular study is really learn the kingdom mission of the church. You know, we talked about this recently about, again, a building not being the church. So here's a premise, something I need you to keep in your mind as we go through this series. Every time the church is mentioned, the word church is mentioned in the B-I-B-L-E, it is not referring to a building. It is referring to us, to the people, to the body of Christ. I'm going to say it one more time. Every time the word church appears in the Bible, it is not talking about a building. It is talking about us, the body of Christ. Now, we know because of making that statement, we know that we've gotten a little twisted in that area. Because now, you know, you can say things like, I joined the church down on the corner of walk and don't walk. Well, you can't join the church because the building is not the church. We are the church. The body is the church. So the church can come into a building and there's nothing wrong with that and have an incredible service that allows us to go outside of that building and be the church. But if we flip flop that, then people will come here thinking that this is the church. They'll spend an hour here thinking that they've paid kind of a a payment to God by coming here. And then when they go back out the doors, they go back to whatever life they were living before. Well, we need to fix that. And so we're going to talk about in this particular series, the kingdom mission of the church. Is everybody ready? I'm going to need you to get a note, you know, some pencil and paper, because you may want to write some notes about a couple of things we're going to talk about today. But it's important that we get this. So I wanted to start it off by trying to substantiate this whole series with the concept of what kingdom the kingdom of God is. I'm going to read you a little paragraph. It says the original purpose and plan of God was the extension of his kingdom on earth through mankind with Jesus as the head of this community. So God's goal, his plan, his purpose was to extend his kingdom from heaven to earth. Everybody say amen. So how does he do that? How does that kingdom come into existence? Well, again, we're going to study this and make sure that we understand that this kingdom was actually given when God created Adam and Eve. There was his extension in the earth. He created Adam and Eve. He made the plants, the trees, the animals. He did all of those things. So now his kingdom is in the earth through Adam and Eve. Well, we know what happened with Adam and Eve. They were tripped up by Satan. Therefore, that extension, that, that togetherness, that one entity was separated. So man was cut off from God. 
So now the extension is severed between God and mankind. But because God loves us, he never gave up. He never gave up. So he went through these stages of bringing us back to him. And there comes his son, Jesus, who comes into the earth to bring this kingdom back to us. So let's have some fun today. I think it's going to be helpful. Again, you may want to take some notes. Again, the original purpose and plan of God was the extension of his kingdom on earth through mankind with Jesus as the head of the community. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3. We're going to read a couple of verses there in the Amplified Translation. Matthew chapter 3. And the, again, the Amplified Translation. It says, in those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the Dead Sea and saying, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins. I need us to get this because most of the times when we hear the word repent, we always just associate it with sin. We don't really associate it with the fact that we need to change our inner self. We need to be changed from the inside out. Now, repent means to turn away from and turn to. What we turn to is God. What we turn away from is our sins. We regret those sins, but we turn to God. Now, it's important that we know inner self. Because without you changing inwardly, you remain the same. See, you can dress up everything or dress differently and do all of those things outwardly. But if you haven't changed inwardly, then it doesn't work. Are y'all still with me today? So again, it says, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life. Mm. In a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. Now, again, God has a purpose and a plan for all of mankind. Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So John the Baptist is making this announcement. He's making this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has come to earth. The extension has come back to the earth again. After it being severed, God has now determined that he wanted to restore and redeem mankind. How was he going to do it? He's going to do it through Jesus. So the kingdom of God is at hand. Everybody still with me this morning? Okay, another verse, Matthew chapter 4. Same translation, Amplified. We're going to begin to read it, verse 12. It says, Now when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been arrested and put in prison, he left for Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the country of Zebulon and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee, in the district of the Gentiles. Listen closely. The people who were sitting, 
living in spiritual darkness have seen a great light. I need you to know darkness came upon mankind whenever God was separated or severed from his people. Adam and Eve would be in the Garden of Eden and then God would come down on the cool of the day and they would have these conversations. So there was nothing that separated God and mankind until sin entered into the picture. When sin entered into the picture, God cannot be where sin is. So man now leaves light and enters into darkness. Are y'all still with me? So the kingdom has been taken away from mankind, but God still has his kingdom because nothing can stop him. So he has decided now to bring that light back to the earth. So let's read it again. It says, the people who were sitting, living in spiritual darkness have seen a, what? Great light. And for those who were sitting, living in the land in the shadow of spiritual and moral death, upon them a light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves Repentance. So this is Jesus now repeating the same thing that John the Baptist had begun to proclaim because John the Baptist knew Jesus was coming. When he seen him, he said, look, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world because the sins is what had severed the kingdom of God being on earth. But now someone has come to restore that. Y'all hearing me? So God's extension in the earth, his plan and purpose for mankind is being restored. It says from that time, go ahead, if you put that back up for me, bro. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the kingdom of heaven is now at hand. Some of the translations say it's here. So who is the who is initiating? God is. Who is bringing it? His son. Let's read another verse. Matthew chapter 6. Now hopefully you're all having fun and hopefully this is making sense to you because it's important for us to understand the the power of the kingdom and how it's being restored and then as we do this study we'll find the kingdom mission of the church what is the church's position in this particular thing so Matthew chapter 6 we're going to start at verse 9 and this is the passion translation it says pray like this this is Jesus speaking pray like this our father dwelling in heavenly realms Mm, I like this May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest, bring into realization your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Think about this. Jesus is telling us to pray that thy will be done. (laughs) 
that his perfect will, his perfect purpose will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Now, let's make sure we understand this. Our arms are too short to box with God. So we cannot change anything that's taking place in heaven. So the authority, the power, the majesty, the incomparable riches of God Almighty can never be changed or damaged or weakened. He has decided to restore that in the earth through his son for us. I just need you to chew on that for a minute. So that means no event, no circumstances, no kind of chaos can actually stop God from doing what God can do because God is in control of everything. It is he who sends the wind. It is he who sends the rain. So nothing can stop what God's purpose and design is. So we're supposed to pray that that purpose and design, desire, or that purpose and plan becomes ours. That we seek out what our purpose is in his ultimate purpose. I'm having fun already. I knew I would. I knew I would. It says, we acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king. A king rules with power and glory forever. So a king rules in a kingdom. So the king is ruling in this kingdom because he, his plan and purpose was to extend his kingdom from heaven on earth. We know that Adam and Eve kind of blew it, but God never left us. He never fell out of love with us. And what is he doing now? He's restoring it because he has sent Jesus back into the earth. So Jesus is even confessing the kingdom of heaven is at hand or the kingdom of heaven is here. So there's a restoration. There's a redemption taking place. Somebody say amen. I hope you understand this thing. And we'll find out what our purpose and plan is in this particular thing. So let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Again, we're making a, we're building a foundation for this particular series. This, this kingdom mission of the church. John chapter 3. We're going to start reading at verse 3. In the Amplified Translation, it says, Jesus answered him. And Jesus is talking to Nicodemus at this time. Jesus answered him. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever See and experience the what? Kingdom of God. So the entrance, the entryway into this kingdom is being born again. What does that mean? That means that the old you dies. The one of you that was born under the growth or the lineage or lineage of Adam that person dies because that person is born in sin. Now you are dead and buried 
then you're resurrected now into the lineage of Jesus, which is a perfect lineage because he is the lamb. Are y'all hearing me? So you're born again. I remember old preacher used to teach all the time. He said, if you're born once, you're going to die twice. But if you're born twice, you'll never die. (laughs) So I need us to know I'm being reborn. What does that mean? My spirit, the inner me has decided to let go of what I was and accept what God wants me to be. So I died of that to be born again. So let's put it back in perspective. He's talking to Nicodemus and show you how sometimes it's hard for people to get this. Listen to Nicodemus's response. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born. Can he? Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Again, the kingdom of God is mentioned and the entry, how we enter water and spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, again, we must be transferred from the physical to the spiritual. Still having a physical body, but because we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have this new inner spirit. The spirit of God now lives in our spirit and guides us forward. Does that make sense to everybody? Are you sure? Okay. Listen to what it says. He says, do not be surprised that I have told you, you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. Again, you don't do this when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. What happens? You become spiritually born again. So you become renewed. You become sanctified. So not getting ahead of myself. These are kind of the things that's important for the church to teach. So people will know what the entry was into this kingdom to what their purpose is and what things they must learn to move forward. We must learn how incredible this sanctification is. How incredible this renewal is. How it cannot be broken or changed because God did it, not us. Are are y'all here today? So the kingdom of God is referred to. It's showing us how we get entry. But more important than anything, we know that there's a kingdom presence. The extension of God in the earth. Well, we're not done yet. Let's go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, we're again trying to establish a good foundation for us to move on. This is again from the, the, the Passion Translation, Luke chapter 16. And it says like this, the law of Moses and the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the arrival of the kingdom realm announced by John. So the law of Moses... 
and the prophets have prepared us for this kingdom realm. How did it prepare us? Because we failed at living the law. We failed horribly at trying to live the law perfectly because man cannot do that. So the law forced us to seek the kingdom because the kingdom is based on grace. There is no way you can enter the kingdom on your own merit because man can never be good enough. We were born in the lineage of sin. So on our own merit, we'd never be able to be good enough to impress God. But when we die to our old selves and are born again spiritually and we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, guess what happens? You're brand new. You are now fit to enter the kingdom. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has washed us clean. How much clean? 100% clean. Is this making sense to you? See, this is a joyous time. This should be pretty exciting because we're understanding, one, the total, complete love of God. He loved us so much that he would not let us go. You know, God is powerful enough that he could have started another society on Saturn, (laughs) on Jupiter, on Venus. But no, he wouldn't let us go because we are his purpose and his plan. We are. So he sent his son that there would be this restoration, this redemption. You know, how many of you understand that when you accept Jesus, you are redeemed? That means you've been paid for. You've been bought by price. Jesus is the ransom. So you've been redeemed. And now that you've been redeemed, now it's time for you to be restored. What does that mean? This is, again, getting ahead of myself. This is the the job of the church to teach this restoration, to make sure people know that they've been restored and what they have been restored to so they can begin to operate in that function, in that purpose, and in that plan. Hallelujah. We got a... It says, and now... When this wonderful news, and it is wonderful news, of God's kingdom realm, listen closely, is preached, people's hearts burn with extreme passion to press in and receive it. About to say something that I need you to understand. People need the kingdom. They may not need your church at the corner of fourth and don't walk or walk and don't walk. You hear me? They may not need your denomination. They need the kingdom. They need to know that that extension that God originally planned has been restored. Oh, I sure hope you're understanding me today. See, we've been trying to get people to join church, join this building church, you know, the corner of walk and don't walk, instead of getting people to understand that they'll be in the kingdom. The verse says that when it's preached, when the kingdom of God is preached, it, it, it excites the hearts of the people. Why? Because they enter into a plan that cannot be foiled. They enter into a plan that cannot be turned away. They enter into a plan that God initiated. God said, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. That plan. That plan. So when it's preached, when it's taught to people, I'm here to tell you today, they get excited. 
You know what's happening in the world right now? In other parts of the country, other parts of the world, they're preaching the kingdom of God. I just watched a video of a young uh, a Jewish rapper from United States who went to Hafifa and he had this big concert where he had Jews and Muslims singing this song together. Over 3,000, maybe 4,000 of them singing a song together. This is Jews and Muslims in the same room singing a song about being under one sun, under one moon, under one God. He was had them singing about the kingdom of God. Oh, I need you to get it today. He didn't have them singing about their denominations. He didn't have them singing about what they considered to be something else, their faith. He had them singing about God's plan. What is God's plan? When he created man, God knew exactly who he was creating. He wasn't just creating Muslims and Jews and Christians. He was creating mankind. That mankind would have this ultimate relationship with him. Say, well, Pastor Ben, how is that supposed to be governed? We'll get to that as we go through this, this series. But I need you to get it today. Teach the kingdom of God is at hand. When you begin to teach that, people's hearts will get excited. And then we'll learn as we go forward how to put all this stuff into a, a, a order a manageable system that allows us to operate within it. Does that make sense to everybody? This last verse, and I'll be closing after this. I just, this is good stuff for me, really good stuff. This is Psalms 103. We're going to begin to read at verse 19. It's coming from the path, Passion Translation again. This is, I just need you to kind of get a synopsis of what this thing looks like in its its totality. Listen closely. It says, God's heavenly throne is eternal. God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his sovereignty rules the entire universe. If that's not enough to make you dance then I don't know what is because I need you to understand no matter what man plans, God is still the best of planners. I don't care what man tries to do. It never succeeds. It may have a moment or a window of efficiency, but God's plan is eternal. It's secure and his sovereignty cannot be challenged. And that's the kingdom that he's bringing to us because he loves us and he wants us to live in that realm, in that kingdom realm, so you can be secure. (laughs) So you can have the confidence that God is eternal. He's not temporary. Chaos is temporary. Stupidity. Well, maybe not so temporary, but it is temporary. God is eternal. And where we live at is secure. Let me, man, this is so much fun. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power. For you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors. 
ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I got to stop there. I don't know about you. I've been following the body of Christ. I've been following the concept of the church for a very long time. And my heart has been broken for a very long time because people have entered into this system thinking that it was a way of making lots of money. So the concept was not to serve people. The concept was to serve their pockets. And to be able to do that, they had to ignore the purpose and the plan of God Almighty and put people's lives in jeopardy. He needs messengers. He needs people who are willing to fulfill his purpose and his plan. And I'm telling you today, when you do, your pockets will never run dry. God is good. Listen closely. God will only give us what we can manage. I'm going to say it one time. God will only give us what we can manage. He's not going to give you, give you what you've been asking for because you know good and well you can't manage what you've been asking for. Lord, if I could just win the lotto and get $68 million, he know good and well you can't manage well $68. So why in the world are you going to manage $68 million? not saying God is in charge of the lotto. I'm just trying to give you a point. The point is... God will give you only what you can manage. So what does he want us to do? What he gives us in his purpose and his plan, he wants us to serve him in that capacity with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls. And as we do, our pockets will never run dry. He said, you don't even need to ask me for stuff because I already know what you need even before you ask me. Is that not what his word says? So in this kingdom, in this realm, God has already laid out stuff. All he needs now are messengers. He needs people who will share the concept of this kingdom with people. Almost done. It goes on to say, I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, whatever his dominion stretches, let Everything bless the Lord. The original purpose and plan of God was the extension of his kingdom on earth through mankind with Jesus as the head of the community. This is the kingdom purpose or the kingdom mission of the church. Brothers and sisters, I need you to get excited about the kingdom right now. The kingdom realm, the one that John talked about, the one that Jesus talked about. And this is not the only places he talked about them. I don't have enough time to use all the verses that he talked about. But it's important for you to come with us on this journey through this particular series because you'll get great, straightforward, simple insight as to what our job is as the church, as the body of Christ. It's going to get exciting, and I need you to come with us. I also need you to let some other folks know. Hey, uh, brother is teaching on the church, the kingdom mission of the church. See, because without this direction, you can look around right now and see some churches have totally lost their way. 
they are doing all manners of things and trying to make it seem as though they are part of the mission and plan of God. When in actuality, they can't be. Excluding people. That's not his plan. That's not his mission. That's not his purpose. Treating people as though there are different races of people. That's not his purpose. That's not his plan because he didn't create races. He only created one race, the human race. I hope you get this because as we go through this thing, it will provide for you some simple explanations and direction as to what the kingdom mission of the church is. I thank you for hanging out with us today. I thank you so much. I thank God for the praise and worship we had today. I'm just really excited and I pray this has been beneficial to you, beneficial for you. We look forward to seeing you again next week as we move another step deeper into this particular series. Again, please let somebody know what we're working on here (laughs) so they can have some fun with us as well. In Jesus' name, I pray and thank you for being here. May God continue to bless you greatly. Looking forward to seeing you next week. God bless.